when I was younger and I was into punk, like it was full on and, and I thought that's just how it had to be. I didn't know that you could still be punk and not and not be a total fuck up. They say that luck is the residue of hard work. And so if you keep at it, I've found that what needs to get done gets done and I'm inspired enough to, to come up with something. Like, pause when agitated is the thing that I always, I always think about. Like before you're going to say that thing that's popped into your head or before you do that thing, like stop for a second, say a quick prayer, maybe just take a breath and then think about it, you know. Restraint of pen and tongue or, or keyboard these days is also, a, a, can be a powerful tool. Okay, I, if I if everything went perfect for me all the time, I wouldn't learn a fucking thing. And then I'd be absolutely useless to anybody else. Yeah. Because like your unique experience, my unique experience puts you in a position, a unique position to be able to help a specific person with a specific background and a specific list of struggles. And so thank God you went through that because now I can show someone else what to do. I can share like how I how I got through that. Welcome to the Collaborative Resource Hub by Wellness Provisions. Our mission is to bridge the gap between mental health, wellness, and music, specifically rock and roll. I'm Amy McBride, owner of Wellness Provisions, the most badass wellness business. Wellness Provisions supplies rock and rollers with high quality supplements. We give you a trustworthy place to go where you can essentially shop blindfolded. Our wellness kits were created out of a need to simplify your shopping experience and make it stress-free. You'll get the most effective nutrients in the least amount of bottles with the least trial and error. Immerse yourself in the Collaborative Resource Hub by going to our website where you'll have access to helpful resources that can nudge you in the right direction. Let's inspire each other. If that guy did it, so can you. Find the Collaborative Resource Hub interviews on YouTube, all major podcast platforms, and subscribe to our newsletter to stay in the loop. Last but not least, my legal disclaimer, nothing in this interview or the Collaborative Resource Hub substitutes medical advice. Please connect with your GP if you need medical guidance. Russ, thank you so much for making time to be here. How are you? Doing all right, thanks. Cool, good. So you are the singer of Good Riddance. Uh, how would you describe your band to someone who has never heard you guys before? We're, uh, I guess, melodic, hardcore punk rock, I guess is the best way to say it. Yeah. We have some songs that are melodic, and we have some songs that are a lot heavier and harder hitting. So we kind of mix, we, we've always just sort of mixed that up because of our, our various influences. Yeah. That's good. I mean, to have some some variety so it's not all exactly the same. I think so. Yeah. So do you think taking care of your well-being is punk rock? I think it is now. I don't think it was probably in like 1977. <laughs> I think that uh, what's funny is I was talking to about this with a buddy of mine who's around my same age and he's been into it as long as I have into the punk and stuff and most of the people that we know from back then are, are dead or, or sober or have like have gone undergone a massive lifestyle change where, where like they're just taking better care of themselves because of other factors. So I, I think that nowadays there's more of a focus on it. I think probably as we age and, and begin to realize our mortality, certain, certain things become clear that seemed like a, a distant thing we never have to worry about when we were younger. And I also think that the attraction of of straight edge music and that whole like the whole shift that that brought about when that happened has made it made it another like an option like when I was first a punk rocker like I thought I had to be I had to be Darby Crash like I I, I had to aspire to like daily heroin use and and dying at a really young age and and I, I mean I was cool with that at the time but then when 
I was faced with getting sober and I was like, oh no, like I can't be a punk rocker anymore because punkers don't do this. And and then like I got into straight edge music and was going to going to like hardcore shows and I was like, wow, I can I can still have a blast and remember everything the next day and still like go crazy and stage dive and go listen to this incredible music. So I think that was probably I, I would imagine a gateway for some people to to kind of mellow out, but still have an outlet and still stay involved in the scene. So that's that's my guess. Yeah, I I agree with that. I mean, yeah, the straight edge community um, kind of like houses the people who want to still very much have, you know, an identity in the scene and really feel part of it, but not feel out of place for doing their own thing. They still have somewhere to gravitate to. So like these days, because wellness is, I mean, just in general, wellness is trending, I feel like what would you tell a kid like these days, uh, maybe if they're feeling like they want to start cleaning up their act or they're just kind of like overwhelmed with life, but they don't know where to start? Like, what would you suggest to them? Depends. I, I get hit up on social media from people who have either seen an interview I did or somehow figured out that like I don't drink or take drugs. And so they, they would confide that they are struggling and what, you know, what can I recommend? And I, you know, I just tell people like, go to a meeting and, and see if you identify with what people are saying and like recognizing that there is an alternate way to go. Cause like I said, when I was, when I was younger and I was into punk, like it was full on and, and I thought that's just how it had to be. I didn't know that you could still be punk and not be a total fuck up. Am I allowed to swear? Oh yeah. Okay, all, okay. all you fucking want. All right. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I thought you had just had to be a, a really toxic fuck up and, and antisocial and self-harming. And it turned out that that wasn't the case. And so just letting people know, or, you know, another good thing to recommend to anybody is if you listen to the album, The Crew by Seven Seconds all the way through, like you're instantly going to feel better. Really? <laughs> yes. It's like, it's a, it's a, it's a quick cure. It'll, it'll cure anything that's bothering you in, in the moment. I mean, it's not a, it's not a long-term plan for, for health and wellness, but it will snap you out of a funk for sure. Yeah. It'll be like an immediate boost when you need yes. it. You can't help but feel good after that's over. Like you can't help but be, be positive and sort of like reset and then a better frame of mind. Yeah, that's awesome. So like how important do you feel community is to recovery? I think it's essential. I think if, that if an alcoholic walked into a meeting and there was just a, you know, a big book there and a sign that said, here's how we did it, good luck, I don't think they would pull it. You know, I think that without the fellowship, mm -hmm. without shared experience, and commiseration and inspiration and things like that I, I think it's equally as important you know like for me as a younger man like I I remember I would go to places where there's like these a lot of these older dudes like to me they seemed really old now they're, they're probably the age I am now but um, and they had you know and I thought I had been sober a long time and they'd been sober way longer than me and it was somewhat comforting because I knew that whatever comes down the road as, as a man in life like sober not sober like these dudes have like been through it and can tell me what what they did and can can offer that guidance because there has to be somebody who's who's been there before who's like hey i know the way follow me because mm -hmm. otherwise you'd just be stumbling around in the dark not knowing what to do yeah you still get inspired when people share at meetings and stuff yeah i do all the time and it's it's interesting the things that, that sort of hit me a lot of times it's it's people that have 
that are relatively new and it because it's it takes me back because it's easy to i don't know like there's a there's an older guy that that's been around a long time and he always says like it's great to be sober but don't build yourself an alcoholic ghetto and just live there like you have to get outside interact with the rest of the world like it's easy to be spiritual in here for an hour but what are you doing out out in the real world with people that could give a fuck that you're on a spiritual path and don't care that you're sober and like how are you behaving as a as a human being yeah so it helps when i hear people who are new it takes me back to that to that place and to realize that like i can't take it for granted like sometimes it becomes i think with with long enough time sober where like the first drink isn't really a pressing issue for me these days i can take things for granted if i'm not careful or just think it's like a, a chance to hang out and, and like goof around with my friends mm-hmm. and being be able to take instantly taken back to like no this is like life or death like this is serious mm-hmm. and here's here's a person who is completely changing everything they know about their life and they are terrified and they don't know what to do and so kind of like refocusing that like what's our purpose of all being here is it is it to like gossip and catch up and stuff or is it to help this new person who's struggling and doesn't know what to do so that always like inspires me and like refocuses me and re- reminds me why you know ultimately why we're why we're all there yeah i guess i'm wondering is if there's anything any kind of tactics or is it just simply mindfulness at the most basic level that kind of help you or you know other people to have awareness out in the real world when they're you know away from those four walls in the meeting I think that in the in the literature in the program of recovery, it's described that like the the last three steps are really about sort of daily what what somebody I heard call spiritual hygiene, mm-hmm. and so and a lot of that is practicing spiritual principles in all your affairs, meaning like whatever you're doing, wherever you are, work, family, just regular life, bringing spiritual principles into it and having to be sort of like your North Star. And so in situations where like in the past, maybe I would have acted selfishly or like, what can I get out of this? Or this person is annoying or I'm totally right here and they're wrong. Like the, the, all those kinds of things that as an alcoholic, that's usually the first thing to pop into my head because I'm self, I'm, you know, self-centered fear runs my life and be able to pause and remember the things that I've learned. And then also remember like, oh yeah, the last time that I did it this way, it went really, really badly. And the last way that I did it this other way, the result was better and I was able to be of service to somebody even. So the more that that can be repeated, then the more easily it is to recall, but that's not, you know, it's not always perfect, but it gets better. Yeah. That answers your question. It's not really, I don't know if that's mindfulness, but it's more so just uh, like muscle memory, remembering like, oh yeah, last time I did this, it, it, it wasn't rad and I'll do it, do it this way this time. Yeah. No, that does speak to it because it's um, even just like, like I, I used to have a really short fuse and like anger issues and it was really difficult to like intercept the anger. So like whatever decision is in front of you to like be able to like step in there before you irrationally respond in you know whatever way like I think it just so I guess what it comes down to is practice I mean it just takes enough times of like needing to be aware of what you don't want to happen so that it just pause when agitated like pause when agitated is the thing that I always I always think about like before you're gonna say that thing that's popped into your head or before you do that thing like stop for a second say a quick prayer maybe just take a breath and then think about it you know Restraint of pen and tongue or, or keyboard these days is also a, a, can be a powerful tool. Yeah. 
And it's hard, like when there's someone in front of you that you're actually engaged with, and it's not like an email or something that you can yeah. just set down. Yeah. Takes, it's, it's hard. Yeah. Has there been anything like specifically that you've like incorporated into your life? Um, something healthy that's improved your creativity? I mean, I drink a fucking lot of coffee, but no, I don't think so. I mean, being drug and alcohol free has, like, I marvel when I, when I read about or hear about like artists who are totally up to their neck in drugs and alcohol, who are able to produce really cool things and, and, and God bless them. And like, I wouldn't be able to even find a microphone to sing in if I was drunk. Like, I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people drink before they go on stage, but people do and they do great. So it's, it, it also reminds me like, oh yeah, like just cause you're sober, like, guess what? No one cares. Like it's not the only way to live. You know, you're not right. They're not wrong. Like, so I think that, yeah, like that being drug and alcohol free, I wouldn't be able to do any of this if it wasn't for that. So obviously that's super important. And then being like vegan, I don't know. I don't think that helps my creativity. Maybe it probably just helps me feel better and yeah. have a cleaner conscience, but yeah. Creativity is, for me, if you're talking about music, like writing music, I wasn't blessed with like any kind of rad, rad singing voice. I've been like hammered into a passable singer over like decades of really hard work by producers. And I'm not like super talented. Like I taught myself how to play guitar. I don't, I can't like do a rad solo or anything like that. But what I can do is make myself pick up the guitar every single day. Mm-hmm. and bang on it and make noise for at least two hours rain or shine no matter what because for some reason I do have a work ethic and so like I can't like roll out of bed and write like the best song ever just I, I have to like work at it and so that's those kind of habits are what serves me creatively I think is more so like blue collar like just grind and not really grind because it's not like I don't like doing it right but knowing that like hey Russ like the song fairy is not going to come and slide like a rad song under the door for you. Like you have to go that guitar on the other side of the room you've been looking at for 10 minutes. You got to go pick it up and you got to like, who cares, whatever, just, just bang on it, make some noise and do it for two hours. And if nothing comes today, that's fine. But at least you've put in the work. They say that luck is the residue of hard work. And so if you keep at it, I've found that what needs to get done gets done. And I'm inspired enough to to come up with something, which ends up being passable to like my bandmates and stuff. It's true though. I mean, like when you show up and like, if you're passionate about it, like that's the driving force. It's true. There's not a a magic fairy that just bestows upon you this like gem. Yeah, you got to put the time in. Do you have any other kind of like, like routines that keep you balanced and that, you know, help you be productive or successful? I think I'm, I'm diligent about picking up the guitar and especially when I'm supposed to be writing. Like if it's a, if it's a period of time where like, I know that there's a project, you know, on deck. And then every once in a while I get hit with like lines of lyric where like, I don't know how that's going to sound, but that's a rad line and I can't forget it and like write it down or like sometimes a melody not even worse, just like a melody. Like this happened to me on one of our albums a long time ago and there was no cell phones in and I was out surfing and this thing, and I, I, I had to paddle in and like drive home as fast as I could and like <laughs> grab my guitar. Cause I was like, I'm going to forget this if I stay out here. And then it ended up being the chorus of, of a, a pretty popular song of ours. So oh wow, it's weird how that stuff works. So just re- recognizing inspiration when it happens and finding a way to, to record it. Mm-hmm. If if you don't have the ability right in that moment to like grab a guitar and 
and do it. Uh, so I, but I don't think I have anything like I'm not a huge meditation guy. I'm not, you know, I'm not levitating or walking on water or anything like that. Like, but have you uh, tried? <laughs> no, I haven't. I probably should. Yeah. <clears throat> no, I don't, um, have, I don't really have anything like if you're asking like, what's my spiritual practice? Uh, I don't really, I don't really have one. Like, I mean, I've, it's very blue collar. Like it's hit the knees in the morning and night. Say, say some prayers that were prescribed for me by my, uh, spiritual advisor and and that's about it and then you know like like we talked about practicing as, as i go through the day like trying to maintain a, some sort of spiritual path and what would a greater force of goodwill have me do here rather than what my selfish self-centered thinking would have me do try to like keep that in mind yeah that's solid that's good perspective yeah i didn't know if you like woke up early every morning and like you know went for a walk or just like that kind of like do you, do, you, do you make a point to exercise? Yeah, I go to the gym at least five days a week. And I was like, when when it wasn't the plague, like I would, you know, go surfing or I play ice hockey in a men's league. So I was in a men's league. So we'd, one night a week, I'd, you know, play hockey super late at night. And that was really fun and fulfilling. Hopefully that comes back soon. Yeah. But yeah, physical, physical activity is super key, I think, just to, to maintain a, a sense of self that isn't like completely based on like, you suck and you're a worthless piece of garbage and then also like the endorphins that it releases in your brain to like just sort of make you feel a little bit like a better a better version of yourself than you were however many minutes ago yeah yeah that's what i was going to ask is if you notice if it improves your mood or like if it helps improve sleep or just any kind of anything any improvements it's i've been doing it so long it's kind of one of those things like i don't know like i'd probably have to stop doing it and then yeah. get back to you like yeah, that didn't work out too good. So like for me, if it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it kind of thing. Like mm -hmm. I, I know that it's important to exercise and be active, especially as we get older. And I think the benefits of it are, I just feel like the days that I don't do it, I don't feel, I just don't feel as good. It's not, yeah. it's not, it's not traumatic or like life ending, but it, I feel better when I work out. That's good. Sweet. Here's an advert in less than 20 seconds. Did you know that Wellness Provisions offers one-on-one -on -one wellness sessions? Yep. So if you're seeking to get healthy and ahead in life, but feeling a little stuck, then book a session and let's get you unstuck. Now back to the interview. So food, you said you're vegan. What is important to you about like being vegan or eating healthy? Like what does that mean to you? Well, I'm, I'm a, I'm a vegan because of the animals. So like I'm, I'm a, I'm a really horrible cook. I I can't I don't know how to eat like an adult. Like I I have all kinds of problems, and so I wouldn't I would never prescribe my my deal for anybody who was aspiring to do it. I would because it's like it's like I hope you like chips. You know? <laughs> oh, no. So I think that for me it's 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 mostly about taking myself out of the loop of suffering and cruelty. And yeah. all the violence that's attached to the things that we put in our bodies, and I feel like we're we're nearing the tipping point uh, environmentally, where, where there's going to be no no coming back from, and it it's upsetting that there's so few people are alarmed about it or or willing to just do this one simple thing to help, mm -hmm. and that's that's why I end up um, that's a that's a big challenge for me because I guess I get really it really wrecks my serenity. Yeah, and so I have to remember like that I can't I have no control over what other people do or don't do. But by, by being an advocate 
and by being trying to not be the angry vegan screaming at people, I've had a pretty good track record of people engaging in conversation or even later on like messaging me saying like, hey, that thing you posted last year, like my wife and I are vegan now because of that. Like it planted a seed and got us talking. And, and so I, I think that by not being the angry vegan, I've had a good, hopefully a positive impact mm-hmm. with other people. Whereas even, even if they disagree, like we can still be friends and, and I'm not being judgy. Cause you know, like, guess what? Like I used to be a carnist. I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Once I knew better, I was compelled to do better. How about you? You know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And I mean, and that's it is like living your truth and just being a compassionate person. And you don't know what seeds will be, you know, will sprout like the guy on the social media post. Yeah. 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 How do you deal with like difficulties or curveballs in life? Like what kind of keeps you level when stuff goes haywire? I, I don't really know. I've had, a, I've had like we, all of us, I've had a hell of a year, but mm-hmm. like, so on top of COVID, I broke up with a, my fiance and I broke up in May of last year. And then in, in December, my dad died. And then October, my mom died. Oh my God. And then in, in August, I had to evacuate my house because of fires. So it's been like, probably the gnarliest year I, I can remember. And at some point it, it became so much that it, it was almost like funny to me, which doesn't sound right. But like, you just kind of looking up going like anything else, you know, That's it. And, yeah. And, but, it, but it, it, you know, I'd been, my feet had been doing the right thing long enough to where like, I knew, okay, I got to reach out to, to my guys and I, I got to, I got to talk to God and, and, uh, just be focused on being of service because the more I'm doing something for somebody else, the less I'm thinking about myself and my plight and my problems. Cause even with all of that, like I, I don't have it that bad. Like people have it way worse than me. People have had way worse years than me. And so not being uh, willing to participate in, in the self pity and the like victim kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's hard, but it's, it's important like every day to remind myself like, yeah, this sucks, but like tomorrow's a new day. And this is part of some plan that I'm not privy to. And this is, this is supposed to, this is supposed to align me with, with a will that's overtly good. And so I'm supposed to be put in a position to help somebody through this. And what is that? Like, instead of like, why, why me? Why this? Like, which, which is, you know, that's, that's the first thing. That's the first thought. That's the instinct. And then to, to be able to kind of pause and be like, no, you know, what's going on here. Like, this isn't about you. And, but that, I mean, none of that stuff arrived to me like in an instant. Like this is over over years and years of like minor catastrophes happening and like being able to to like you know left foot right foot breathe in breathe out get through it, and also being able to tell people like hey like this is going on and like like I've had the best results from from when I call people with my problems. It 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 actually helps me when people go like, yeah, but who cares? Like that's not a big deal. And it's not like they don't care about me. But it's like they're not willing to like co-sign the self-pity because they know that's what I'm trying to get. Uh-huh. And being able to say like, like yeah, that's a drag. And like, what are you doing to like help somebody? Like, what are you doing to get out of yourself? How are you being of service? Yeah. And so I'm grateful that I have had the good fortune of surrounding myself with people who that that's their response mm-hmm. when I come for like the self-pity party. I'm grateful to have been doing this long enough to where I have got in the habit of like my feet just kind of go the right direction regardless of what my brain's doing. 
yeah. and eventually it eventually it's it's tethered to my body so it has no choice but to, to follow but to go to go along yeah it's true because i mean like you your feelings like what you just went through over that time period that's intense i mean that's that's a lot to deal with and like your feelings are valid but they can be validated but then be solution oriented instead of just staying in the muck yeah i think it's not it's not so much that like people are telling me that that what's happening to me is doesn't matter mm-hmm. or that my feelings aren't valid it's more so like although those things are true and those aren't what you wanted to happen and guess what the world's not going to stop so what yeah. are you going to do yeah cuz like you can you can hole up in your house and draw the shades and listen to the smiths or you can like go help somebody, you know. Yeah. So so what are you going to do? Yeah. What are what are some things that you do like what um how do you help people? Like what kind of volunteer stuff do you do? Volunteering I'm, I'm I don't really do. I don't I haven't found the time to work it into my busy schedule because mm-hmm. I actually do I run myself ragged. I do a lot of things. But what I like to do is to talk to people on the phone, like especially new people that are new in recovery or like call guys that I've known for a long time and just ask how they're doing. And then also taking part in like benefits or, or fundraisers or things like that, or lending any sort of cachet that I can to any sort of cause that I think is worthy. Yeah. Uh, Like it's stupid, but I'm on, I'm on cameo. And so I've been doing these cameos, but, and I donate all the money and it's like every month I find a different organization to donate to. That's awesome. So my, my day job, is I work for Apple and Apple has this uh, website, this Benevity website. So like any anything you want to donate anywhere, Apple will match it. Oh, really? Yeah. That's so you can go on this Apple. website. Yeah. So like I take the cameo money every month and then I go, okay, I'm going to donate to Planned Parenthood and then Apple matches it and we donate to Planned Parenthood. I want to do that because I don't, well, I donate to um, an organization called Backline. Have you heard of them? So it's like an, it's like a, um, you know, mental health and wellness kind of organization for music industry professionals, their families, that sort of thing. So I donate. I have heard of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think they're based out of New York, but anyway, um, but yeah, I donate to them monthly. So I wonder if I can go through the Apple thing or something and maximize my. It's benevity.org, but I don't know. I don't know if it, if like. Because I think Apple has a special portal there, but it, it may just be a normal donation site. I'm not sure. It's called Benevity, benevity.org. Okay, I'll look it up because um, I'm curious for my for myself. If there's anything specific that you wish you knew when you were younger that could have saved you stress or suffering? I think there there is. There's so many things, but but isn't that the paradox? Like if you wouldn't be who you, you are, be the person that you are had you not made all those all those awful decisions yeah then, no I, I i don't think i have too many regrets these days i think like through the process of inventorying and the process of of making amends and the process of continuing to to clean things up as i go along i've arrived at a spot where i don't i'm sort of i'm almost sort of grateful now for that for that stuff uh like the experience because it's okay, I, if I, if everything went perfect for me all the time, I wouldn't learn a fucking thing. And then I'd be absolutely useless to anybody else. Yeah. Because like your unique experience, my unique experience puts you in a position, a unique position to be able to help a specific person with a specific background and a specific list of struggles. And so 
thank God you went through that because now I can show someone else what to do. Mm-hmm. Now I can share like how I how I got through that. And like I said, except for this past year, like I haven't had to deal with too much, too much like really bad stuff. So I'm I'm kind of grateful for that. Like a lot of people, a lot of people have it way worse than me. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, admirable thinking. And I agree. I, I like asking people that question because some some people do like they think, oh, I wish I would have known these things. But I'm with you, like all the fucked up shit, you know, whatever it is that's happened, it's shaped who you are at this present moment. And like, that's awesome. Like, because, you know, we got to love who we are. And yeah, we can help other people through those experiences and growth. I guess I wish I was old enough to vote in the 80s so I could have voted against Ronald Reagan <laughs> and I wish I would have known that there was a green party before I did because then I could have joined that sooner mm-hmm. what can you do live in a country without a free press that's what you get um is there any other kind of final thoughts or advice anything that you would like to bestow upon someone listening I think advice generally is is don't sweat the small stuff and try to be of service to other people because it's crazy how doing something for someone else which is usually the last thing I want to do how much better I feel after I do it mm-hmm. and I don't know if that's just an alcoholic thing but I think that even just a normal person could benefit from that like just space time and space out of your own brain like doing something like when 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 like someone calls you like hey will you help me move it's like fuck like that sounds like a fucking rotten day but you say, you say yes, you you just say yes, and show up, and then and like and they're like fuck that was great I'm so glad I did that. Yeah. Like not only was it that space and time out of my own brain, but but we got you know we joked around or this funny thing happened or like mm-hmm. whatever and yeah life life happens when you show up. If you don't show up, you don't know what's mm-hmm. going on. You're gonna miss you're gonna miss important stuff. It may not be like fun stuff always, but it's important. Yeah. And approaching life and like helping a friend move with a positive attitude makes the world of difference. Yeah, I, I was taught in recovery early on to just say yes. And that like, don't, it doesn't matter what I think. Like I used to think that wanting to do something and being willing to do something were the same thing. And I was taught no. Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to want to do it, but you got to be willing to do it. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's served me. But then, okay, so now I have a question then. Because I agree with that to say yes to things, but then where's the line with like boundaries or is that like, you know what I mean? I think that I should have, I should have clarified like in, in recover in recovery sense, that's where it was hammered home to me. But I've also found, and, and I think that boundaries don't really play into it. And, and for me, they haven't uh-huh. like in, in a recovery uh, sphere saying yes, I don't think is a bad thing. Okay. If I'm able to do it, if I if I don't have a prior engagement, if I'm ambulatory, you know, if I can, if I can walk and breathe, like yeah, I'll do it. Yeah. And then it's like saying yes, and then even and then like going fuck, why did I say yes? But like okay, I guess I'm showing up. You know, I said I'd do it, and then that's always served me. But you're you're right. Like in real life, people take could take advantage of that. Yeah. For sure. And so you, it's got to be a little bit different. But but overall, with with the mindset of like you know because I'm I'm an isolator and I'm I'm like a I'm not a social person like I'm I'm terrified what people think of me always and so so if someone's like hey 
hey, Russ, a bunch of us are going to go sit around the bonfire. And this happened a few weeks ago, like a buddy of mine, like four dudes that I haven't seen in a long time that all mean a lot to me. We're all getting together at a, have a bonfire. And, and I got the text to, like, to come join him. And my first thought was like, I got to come up with an excuse not to go. Like, And it's so stupid. It's so, but that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. But then I was, just, but before I could even really think about it further, I was like, yeah, I'll be there. And I was so glad that I went. And I think, you know, it's like, if you don't go to the thing, you know what'll happen. You know how you'll feel. But if you go to the thing, you have no idea what'll happen. And it could be awesome. Mm-hmm. So. And for those, like, those, because I get, like, social anxiety. And so I'm the same way. I'd have been like, oh, no, I can't go, you know, whatever. But then enough times those kind of situations have happened and I make myself go to something and I'm like that was a fucking blast that was so much fun so it's like the more times it happens you got like that has to be your go-to like um memory recall that like it will be a good time you have to just get over the fear and just say yes and go yeah Yeah, I, I was taught about contrary action whatever you think you think to do do the opposite thing like contrary action like don't do what you would normally do. Yeah. You know, like these, just simple things like that that I learned in recovery. And But it's so, it's upsetting to me that at, at this age and with this track record of like, oh yeah, when I show up there, it's fun. And when I don't, I'm just miserable about myself that I still have to like, that it's still a thought. Like it's it's sad that it's still something I have to actually consider. Yeah, but I, like. I wish, I wish I was a normal person that could just be like, yeah, I want to like hang out with everybody. Cause like in my band, my bass player is, he's super like, goofy and gregarious and outgoing and he's a life of the party center of attention and i envy not envy but like i i admire it mm-hmm. and i wish that i had those qualities that like just the lack of pretense the lack of like he, he doesn't care what people think about him he just wants to have fun and, and he loves interacting with people and he loves acting like a goof and i'm so so concerned with how i come across and i'm so concerned what with what people will think of me and i and i if all the traits that are mine, I, that's the one I like the least. Yeah. I mean, wiring like patterns and stuff. I mean, they, they have like a stranglehold on us, but like, have you ever tried like positive affirmations or anything, you know, telling yourself like I'm outgoing and I have fun when I'm around other people and I make people laugh or anything like that. Cause the more you say that it will start trying that. I just, I have this, I have this reputation among anybody that knows me that I'm this stoic, verbose, super serious. Like if I crack a joke, I cracked a joke at work. I've been working in the same place for like 13 years and, and I cracked a joke and everybody like stopped what they were doing and like, they like couldn't believe it. (laughs) And and so like when that happens, there's something, there's, there's some work to be done. How do you feel? How did you feel when that happened? It reminded me that like, I, I have to be mindful of how I carry myself. And like the, the, if I'm not giving these people what I feel is the genuine version of myself, I got to ask myself why. But you made them laugh. Like, was yeah. the joke genuine? Yeah, I, I'm a funny guy. But like, I just, I guess I don't let anybody know that. <laughs> I'm so, I'm too, I'm too like, yeah, I don't, I don't even know what my trip is. Like, it's, yeah, it's really weird. But like, I see people like my bass player or people like him and, uh-huh. And I, I, I admire it and I, I would aspire to be more that type of person. But like in the, when the, in the moment happens, I'm always, I always end up deferring to like silence and mm-hmm. uh, not participating. And 
you can, I'm just saying you can choose to like rewrite your story and define who you want to be, you know? So I have a thing um, on my phone that I listen to every morning and sometimes throughout the day. It's like five minutes, but it's like my script of, (laughs) (laughs) um, of, uh, you know, positive things about myself or future goals or whatever. But the point is, is like, whatever you want, whatever that is, just tell yourself that in the present tense that you have it and you are that and like brainwash yourself. Act as if, yeah, I know about that. Yeah. And literally it will rewire your brain. So do that for like the next 30 days and I'm going to check in with you and you can see this just like, what's up everybody (laughs) person. Okay. (laughs) Don't just don't plan the parade just yet, but okay. <laughs> oh, it's already planned. All right. Uh, do you have a favorite quote? I probably have a lot of them, and they're probably all from the West Wing. But but this is my this is a good one. Okay, it's from Winston Churchill. Success is the ability to go from one failure to another with no loss of enthusiasm. I like that one. Yeah. It's it's hard to, uh, difficult to put in practice, but so important. Well, if you, you always hear those stories about like the successful author and like, oh, it must, must be so nice to be like, to be that person. And then you, and then you read, check it out. I have file cabinets full of rejections. Every one of them will tell you that story, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, you never know, like, you just got to keep going, keep moving forward. What I tell people with people that I was like, what advice would you give for anybody who want to start a band right now? And aside from like, don't do it, my advice would be, would be do it because you love it and you have this incessant urge to create mm-hmm. and, and don't worry about what you're going to get paid for it or if anyone's going to like it. Uh, you know, you have to, we can, we can create, you have a, you have agency over this. Like you have the ability to create like, Five minutes ago, this this song was not in the world, and now it is, and that's a beautiful thing that we can do as human beings. We can do a lot of horrible stuff, as history has shown, but we can do this uh, these other few things that are better, and that's that's one of them. I like it. It's true. If it's in your blood, just it's you have to you have to honor that and keep going. And if you quit, then maybe that just wasn't your purpose. I think that. I heard this one time, like, if you can see the beginning, the middle, and the end, then it's your will. It's not God's will. And and what happens to, to me a lot is I'm married to an outcome that I have no control over. Mm-hmm. And I've set myself up to be resentful and upset. And so, like, I learned the difference between hopes and expectations. So, like, expectations probably not a good road to go down. But you can have hopes. Like, I can I can set a goal. And do the footwork, but I gotta let go of the outcome. It's not up to me. Yeah. So like those, those are really valuable lessons for me, and I think those are applicable across the board in in life. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a a, rela- a romantic relationship, a career, an endeavor like artistically, have a goal, do the footwork, but you don't get to decide the outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah because it can change and it could change for the better than you even your imagination can cap it here, but it could go all the way out to here. You don't know. And, yeah. and maybe that's, and maybe that's erroneous. Like maybe I'm thinking of like pro hockey players, like, I hope I make it to NHL someday. Like maybe that's not enough to like make it. Maybe you got to be like 
I'm going to make it to the NHL someday. Maybe that's the that that's what drove those people to to like rise to the top. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately, for me, day in day out, like expectations have been fraught with disappointment and resentment. And but hopes hopes are better. And also hopes not like I said, oh God's going to come and like shove a rad song under my door. It's like I heard God will move mountains, but you better bring a shovel. So like have the hope, but do the work. Yeah. And then like through that through that journey, it's going to end up the way it's supposed to. And it may look nothing like what you had expected or maybe wanted, mm-hmm. but it's going. But there will be a resolution or, or an outcome to it that was meant to happen, and so that's and to, and to trust that, that that's the right thing, and that I don't get to be the one that decides that. Yeah, I dig it. I can't, I'm not even going to comment because that's just perfect. Uh, do you have anything cool coming up that you want to share on? Well, my band is. Uh, Good Riddance is playing at Punk Rock Bowling in, in September. Uh, we just played last weekend for the first time in over a year to li- a live crowd in Arizona, and it was really cool to get the chance to do that. Awesome. So Punk Rock Bowling, and then we're playing Fest in Gainesville, Florida on in October, at ho- I think Halloween weekend. And I have a so- uh, my second solo album is coming out sometime in the fall, so look for that. Sweet. All exciting stuff. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Dude, thank you so much for making time to be here. Uh, This was a fun chat. I like your positivity and your perspective on things and your just like dedication, you know? It's pretty awesome. Thank you for asking me to do this. Yeah, cool. We'll have a wonderful rest of the day. I'm gonna win.